0: Hello and welcome to Soul-Led Living, a podcast dedicated to helping you live your soul's true path so you can create the dream life you know you are meant to live. I'm Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, a mom of three, and an advocate for living soul-led. You're here because you're meant to be here, so let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Soul-Led Living Podcast with Nikki Novo. I'm your host. Today, we're going to talk about how to change the people or situations that annoy you. You know, they always say like, you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. Well, we're going to talk about how to make things less annoying in your life. Doesn't everybody need that? On the second half of this episode, we are going to answer a listener's question who's considering a a career pivot, is thinking about making money, and also wondering if they're too old to make this pivot. Let's get to it. I want you to think about something in your life or someone in your life that annoys you. So it's like usually this ongoing thing. So for example, for me, maybe it's, I was diagnosed at three years old with rheumatoid arthritis and it's annoying. Um, I have a complicated situation with my mom and it's annoying. So these things that are kind of ongoing, maybe it's like I've had a harder time making money for as long as I can remember. And it's annoying. I've been single for 10 years and it's annoying. I want you to think about that in your life because that's what we're going to talk about today. I get this all the time. Of course, I have people come for readings and complaining about their partners or these problems that they have. And it is so hard to tell them that they are actually involved in this hard thing. And what I mean by that is that they are in relationship with this hard thing and there's a part of them that actually needs this hard thing because their identity is built on having this hard thing, which is so hard to hear. Actually, I remember the first time I heard this, I my I realized my husband was an addict. He was off in rehab and I was of course seeing all the therapists and all the specialists for myself because I was having such a hard time. And this one therapist who actually is a friend of mine who specializes in uh addiction, she was like, Well, you know, you're an addict too. And I'm like, Excuse me? <laughs> and she was basically like, Yeah, you know, you're you're the problem also. I was like, excuse me, I'm the one that's been like holding down the fort, raising these three kids, like taking care of his company, making sure that everything's okay. While he has been lying all this time. And you're telling me that I also have this problem. I'm like, I don't drink. I don't do any of that stuff. I think you're wrong. And she's like, no, no, you know, takes two to tango codependency 101, (laughs) you know, that we are enabling the situation and that there's something in us that needs to keep this relationship alive in order for us to really live into our identity, if that makes sense. So I'll give you the example of my husband and I. I, for about a year, was really working on getting my power back. I just... I don't know. I just felt, and it it had nothing to do with my husband. I really did not know what was going on with him. I just knew that I needed to get strong. So I was going to this somatic healer in Miami um, for a year. I would go every week religiously. And it was all this work of like just feeling, you know, realizing all the places that I had lost my power. So if you don't, if you're not familiar with somatic healing, it's a broad term. People use it in different ways. You could, it could also be called body work. And, um, basically he was a, he's a chiropractor, Dr. Paul Canali. If you're in Miami, I a hundred percent recommend him. And you basically find these places in your body that have been holding these emotions that you've probably forgotten, but they're causing problems like in your aura and they're causing problems in your life and, um, you don't even know they're there. So basically the idea is that you go, you find the emotion, you feel it, you experience it, you release it. And I was doing that for a year and that's actually when I started to notice that my husband was having a situation because part of me was in denial because I needed to be in denial, right? Like I did not feel strong enough to see the truth. So I needed to stay like in my happy little denial place until I started to get strong. And here's the thing, my husband was always in a way kind of like, It felt like he was like falling behind, right? Like I always felt like I had it more together than he did, even though I didn't know what was going on with him. And what's funny is that I, as much as I complained about that and hated that, like I was the one taking care of everything and the kids and the bills and the house and all that, there was a part of me that needed that because... I was trying to feel strong and I didn't know how to do it other than making myself look stronger than the person that was next to me. So, in many ways, Benny falling behind was serving me and he helped me become strong because I was just comparing myself to him over and over again. And it's kind of like, have you ever, do you remember like in college or in high school, you get assigned to a group project? And you're not a very neat person to begin with or an organized person to begin with, but you get assigned this group project with two people who are even worse than you and are like worse of being like not, they're even, what's the word, like even messier than you are or less organized than you are. So all of a sudden you become the organized person in the group. That's kind of how it was working for me and Benny, right? Like I was becoming this put it put together get it done person which wasn't really the truth for me before and it was only because nobody else was going to carry the weight if he wasn't going to carry it i had to carry it we had three kids we had a home all these things so in many ways i needed him to be weak i needed him to be falling you know behind so that i could seem to be the stronger person i needed that So, and this is the truth, the things that annoy us in our life, there's something, and I don't know exactly what it is for you, but this is definitely something you can journal about that is keeping you there because you are gaining some sort of identity from it. This is also hard to hear, but sometimes let's say like I have arthritis in my knees. I was diagnosed at three and I've had a whole journey with it, but there has been times that I am been connected to that because I needed to feel like a victim to that disease. Funny enough, my father is a physician, very emotionally unavailable. So one of the ways I would get attention in my house was by having this thing. So I needed this thing because I didn't know how to love myself or have attention uh, without that. So these were the things I would do, right? Right. I have been through many different renditions with this uh, arthritis but that was one thing that definitely came up for me at some point in the journey. So I want you to think about what are you getting out of this relationship? And you can if you you might not know right now as we're talking, but you can definitely journal this out and just say what am I getting out of this relationship and why do I need it? Because at some point when you do not need it anymore, There will be an opportunity for the relationship to change, whether it's the relationship to a person or to a job or to money or to dating. And I want you to say, like, I, when you kind of understand, when you start to understand why, what you're getting out of the relationship, I want you to say, okay, God, like I no longer need this person to be dramatic. I no longer need for this person to be abusive to me. I no longer need that. And as you start to say that, you're releasing the relationship to become whatever the next version of it's supposed to be. And you're also releasing yourself because we are in patterns, right? I was in a pattern with Benny. I'm in a pattern with my money or my business. I'm in these patterns where I play one role and they play the other role. So when we start to say, I no longer need this person to be like this, we're giving ourselves permission to change our role. So a simple role could be, I'm the victim and they're the powerful one, or sometimes it's vice versa. I'm the powerful one and they are the victim. And it doesn't mean that when you say, you know what, like I don't need to be the powerful one anymore or I don't need them to be the victim anymore. It doesn't mean that like, now you're going to become the victim. It just means that like, I'm okay with being in a relationship where we're both powerful, you know, can, and I think that that is a true test for us to really release that ego. Right. When I started to heal this stuff with Benny, I started to ask myself, oh my gosh, like, so can I feel okay and feel worthy and feel powerful next to another powerful, powerful person or does it always have to be one way or the other do I have to be the victim or does he have to be the victim can we both be side by side powerful and that is that's a process but it's definitely where we're trying to get to right so do I need to continue to be a victim to my money do I need to be a victim to dating like is there a way for me to exist and feel just as powerful this next thing is How, I I want you to see like that identity that you have. So you have some sort of identity. Again, what role are you playing and can, are you willing to release that identity? Because the only, because we're in patterns with these things because we have some sort of role, we have some sort of identity, right? So I am like this, he is like that, uh, she is like that. And really asking yourself, like, can you evolve that identity? So an example with my mother, right? I told you I've always had a hard relationship and I've played a lot of different roles. I've tried a lot of different <laughs> ways of going about it. It was a victim and then um, it was the savior, savior, like, oh, maybe I can save her. Uh, I'm a victim to this. I've tried all sorts of different roles, but they were never incomplete. Power, you know, like somebody was the victim and somebody was the savior, or somebody was the victim and somebody was the oppressor. And it was really until I neutralized the relationship that it started to get better. So I don't need to be better than her, but I also don't need to be worse than her. And I, it's just going to be neutral. And, you know, unfortunately, when you change your identity in some of these relationships, sometimes it's going to heal, right? The example of Benny and I, because we wanted to, we wanted to stay together. We, we wanted it to heal. And then sometimes you change your identity and those people go away or the challenges go away, which could be sad, right? So, um, for me, it's just, there's just not much of a relationship, let's say with my mom. And that's because I, there is no more need for the drama, and to the point that like we don 't even know how to have any other relationship, so there kind of is no relationship, so you have to be ready for that, that as you start to think about your identity and the roles you 're playing and if you 're willing to change it, sometimes we don't want to change it because we 're afraid that if we do change it we 'll lose the friend we 'll lose the person in our life we 'll lose the job. And that is usually why we're unwilling to change that, but be brave because there's always something better on the other side. When you're in your power, when you gather all that power and when you're willing to be like, you know what, I'm willing to be powerful and I'm willing for the other person to be powerful next to me. I mean, first of all, you're giving so much to the other person. Like you're really giving them an opportunity to grab their power, to heal themselves. And some of them won't meet you there, but you are at least you know, really allowing that space to exist for them to get there. The last thing is, how can we start to get comfortable with the new us? And this requires a lot of awareness because you have to look at the things that kept you in that identity, the things that kept you in that pattern. Uh, So there was a lot of codependency with Benny and I and as I realized this and I said, okay, like I want to be powerful. I want him to be powerful. I don't need him to be like a slacker. I don't need to be the victim or anything like that. I had to catch those things that put me in those roles. So for perhaps sometimes I saw him struggling with something and I was like, I just want to do it for him. I had to stop myself from those things or, um, oh gosh, I got to let this guy do whatever because he's the one that makes money. I had to stop that and be like, I can also make money. Like, I also know how to take care of myself. I can also do this. Or the classic mom one, right? Oh, I have to take care of the kids because he doesn't know how to take care of the kids. He's bad at taking care of the kids, right? I had to be like, okay, well, maybe he's not exactly the way that I am with the kids or how I want to be with the kids, but I trust that he can get good with the kids. I trust and... And guess what little by little he does, right? So the other thing is you have to have like another vision for the person, right? So your old vision was like, ah, this person's dramatic. This person's always like, you know, doing this to me and doing that to me. Especially the ones that like live in your house. This could be your child. This could be your partner. You have to start to, when you decide to break those patterns, change your identity, you're also having to hold a new vision for that person, right? So the example of... My husband doesn't know how to take care of the kids well. And on the opposite, you have to be like, you know, I'm going to leave my kids today with their dad and I'm going to hold this vision that he's going to figure it out, that he's going to have a beautiful time with them and that it might be a little different, but I can see it working out. And that doesn't mean that it's magic and it's going to happen in one time. But after you start believing in that, believe it or not, People live into the visions that we see for themselves, not in a pushy way, but in a way of I'm holding this vision and I'm allowing this person to become that. So remember that this is, it takes a lot of work after you decide to get out of those patterns and get out of the identity and those roles, you have to have a a bit of a vision for your role and their role. Obviously you work on yourself and you, you know, change your behaviors little by little. But then also you change the way you see the person and the vision that you hold for them. And you really like expect for them to like live into that vision that you see. Of course, the other person has to want it, but believe it or not, if I want, if I'm so used to my husband messing up. I almost like want him to mess up so I can keep validating my own identity. Now, when I don't need that anymore, I don't need to validate that, uh, that old identity of like being the one that has it together. I'm going to believe that he can do better. You know what? No, he's a smart guy. He can figure it out. Like he runs this company. Like he's going to be fine with the kids. I see it working. Like he's doing a good job and your whole world changes because you have a new vision and sometimes unfortunately it's our visions that keep these people stuck and keep them annoying us. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to talk about today. I hope that that gives you some space to think and reflect and know that you do have control and some say in these like really tricky situations and relationships. Definitely if you if this was speaking to you I would invite you to journal today and I have a few journal prompts for you. So what are you get? What am I getting out of this relationship and why do I need it? How can I release the identity that I receive from this relationship? What is the new role I would like to play? And what is the new role I would like them to play? How can I help myself live into this new role? Okay. I hope that goes well for you and let's get into our listener's question.
1: Hi, Nikki. My name's Nicole. I just wanted to say that I'm so happy that you're back and I'm so happy that you're doing this again. I really, really missed your show while you were on a break, but so, so happy to have you back. My question has to do with career and finances. Uh, over the last year, I've been kind of struggling with feeling burnt out from my current career and definitely wanting to make a change and pivot from where I'm at. And that's just kind of come with its own set of difficulties because it did take me a while to get to where I'm at. And also pivoting, you know, at the age of 40 feels like, am I having a midlife crisis? I don't know. But anyway, I'm I'm definitely feeling blocked in that area. I've had a few things that have kind of sparked my interest and things that I've been trying to pursue and look into more, but I'm I'm feeling blocked. I'm also trying to call in more financial abundance, and I definitely have a lot of money blocks that I'm trying to work through, but just feeling blocked in the sense of changing to a new career and also feeling blocked as far as calling in financial abundance for myself and my family. So I'm just wondering if you could give me any words of encouragement or any insight. Thank you.
0: Nicole, thank you so much for the love. It's funny. I had that podcast and I should have asked for some feedback because it was a little bit of a lonely pursuit. And now I'm hearing from all these people that were like, I missed you and I'm so happy you're back and I love your podcast. I could see who's, I could see how many people are watching, but it's hard to tell if people like it. (laughs) So note to self, when doing a creative venture, don't be afraid to ask people what they think and tell them to send you some love so that you can be encouraged to keep going. So thank you, Nicole. The first thing I saw was a lot of orange energy, which is the color of the sacral, and this is about passions and things that we love and creativity and femininity. So what I was getting in call is that I, I kind of see two things happening where there's a bit of a bridge job. So something that probably from your past career, whatever you were doing before, something just kind of easy, like that you don't have to really think too much about as you start to pursue and, and, um, not just pursue, but like seek out this creative outlet because what's happening right now is really about you finding what you love and breathing life into that. So it's not so much about work, your guides. You have a lot of, um, like female ancestors with you because this has a lot to do with changing the female lineage. That's a big part of your role this lifetime is changing the female lineage and they're very much with you. And this is about like, there's going to be a way that you make money. And then there's also going to be just joy, like things that you love, like letting yourself do the things you love. Like, um, it felt very creative. It also felt, um, very self care ish as well. And that they don't always have to be completely connected. So my first tip would be like perhaps finding something that is simple. This actually reminds me of when I moved to Los Angeles, like I was just a receptionist at an attorney's office, like just to make money. So it feels like this job that is like just to make money, like nothing super crazy or intense, like something that just makes sense for your schedule, uh, that you feel like you're you're good at, but that doesn't take any, that doesn't really cause any stress or doesn't really something that you like clock in and clock out of was kind of the first thing I was getting. And then there's going to be this searching of joy. Like that is really your, that's supposed to be the road this year about joy and passion and just giving back to yourself, like giving back to your energy. They were saying that the reason that they, your guides don't really want you to think about this as work is that they say that you have this like gift of sometimes like making work, not fun, (laughs) or like making a project that you're working on, like not fun. So you really have to know that like this is a journey and that it's supposed to be fun. Um, I actually think fun might even be a great word for you to use this year as like your North star. Like everything should be done with fun. Maybe not so much like the job that's that bridge job, but everything else should be like out of pursuing, fun and joy. Um, so that, you know, you have that easy, not no brainer job. And then I just saw a lot of pursuing creativity and it felt very much like pursuing also like your inner child. It does look like your inner child is a bit of a entertainer. I actually saw some stand up and some improv and that your, ch- your inner child was like kind of made for the stage, but for whatever reason, I don't know if you like grew up around narcissists or something, but it was totally missed. So now this is the time for you to give yourself those stages. So it could even be like an improv class. I know you're doing the podcast, so that's a great fit for you. And also anything creative as well. Like, um, I also, you know, just like painting or anything that, you know, calls your attention with creativity because you're, supposed to give to yourself with those things. And this is going to basically give you your energy back because you are almost, it's getting better, but your your energy is like the light is kind of dim and it looks like it's not just from working hard. It just looks like from almost like a lifetime of people missing your gifts and missing like this um, kind of stage like presence that you have. And I think that's also why you feel a little like, um, I I think there's like, it's, it's funny. You mentioned your age and of course I'm 41. So I'm like, you're not old, but I can see why you're concerned about the age because I think there's a part of you that knows you're about to unleash this like skill that's always been there, but it should have been tended to at like 12 years old basically. And now it's being tended to. And that's that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm tending to this now, but you know, 40 is younger than 60, right? And 40 is younger than 70. And this feeling is like never really gonna go away. So there's this tending of these gifts that are within you that are really looking for uh, an opportunity to get better at them. And they feel like stage related. So I would do some improv perhaps. Um, okay. So then you also talked about money. Money is going to just for now money and passion and joy and like what's going to bring you energy kind of has to be seen as separate. Like if you try to mix them, you're going to take the fun out of this pursuit. So you want to separate them for now. That's why you're kind of being called to this bridge job or like something that's kind of like easy. And then, um, bigger money so like wealth money is actually like i was getting it's not going to come from a job it's going to come from investments opportunities money making opportunities so it does also look like you might see your mind going to like random ways of making money like what if i sell these things on amazon like what, you know, I had this friend make all this money once selling shampoos on, uh, shampoos and envelopes on Amazon. Um, so it felt like something like this, like it does not have to mean anything. Um, but it's like a money making opportunity, uh, investments. Maybe that's like real estate or I'm not sure exactly what that is, but to separate like money from passions and joy of things that are like, it doesn't have to be all together. And the kind of money that you want is really not going to come from a salary. It's really going to come from like ideas and opportunities. So to let yourself research that a little bit and talk to people who are wealthy and ask them, you know, how they got their wealth, like to start asking those questions, um, because it looks like you're going to get some answers. Also a little, today's episode was about identity and there's a little bit of like your identity needing to shift. It looks like you do identity. Identify a little bit with what you do for work, and it would be helpful for you to maybe like kind of dial down, like I am a therapist, and dial up a little bit more of like, and I, this is probably so hard to identify with, but it does look like with time you're going to identify as like an artist or an entertainer, um, because even if you play with it, like I'm an entertainer, it's actually going to open up space for who you truly are. Um, and I think that's what I meant when I signed your book that day. (laughs) So yeah, I hope this was helpful. It's going to come together. It's not that it's always going to be separate, but right now there's like three separate things going on for you. So the whatever job to just bridge you the seeking creativity and like these true gifts and talents that you've always had. They're, they're going to be like amplified and then wealth creation. they are kind of three separate things right now. They will ultimately make sense all together, But right now you have to, um, it's almost like when you're cooking, you know, like first you have these three ingredients, you got to work. Like I got to peel this sweet potato and then I have to cook the meat. And then at the end, I put them all together. That's kind of what you're doing right now. So at some point they're going to, there's going to find, there's, they're, it's all going to make sense where like they mix together in some way, but right now they need to be tended to individually. All right. Hope that was helpful. Thanks for lending us your questions and audience. I hope that you got your own messages from that as well. I cannot wait to see you next week. If you love this podcast, please subscribe. That helps me a lot. Uh, leave me a review if you'd like, or even just let me know that you like it because it helps me keep going. All right, I'll see you next week. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you have a sec, I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are so helpful. And if you're ready to start living your soul-led life, pick up my latest book, Soul-Led Living, available on Amazon. Until next time, love you much.